What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Nameless Podcast. It's your host, it's underscore triples. We have Marcus Sniffles and the lovely summertime side here with me. What's Sorry, up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Hello, good evening. How's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Midnight love. Yeah. All right. He hit him with a deep voice. Like. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't even try to do that. That was, I don't know where that came from. Wow. His inner Barry White. Oh, my came God. To the, came to the podcast. <laughs> That's jokes. That's super jokes. Mm. No, but how has everybody been? It's, I think it's been like a week or two, possibly. Yeah, a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. I'm pretty good. Staying busy. Staying busy. Sniffles? So far, so good. A lot of a lot of solid music has been coming out, so I have no complaints. I feel like the music has been slowing down, so I've been happy about that. But so I can feel like I can actually catch up. Can, so that you can actually really feel like you like an album. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I like this album. And I'd be like, yeah, this only been like six days. How do I know if I like this and something's coming out tomorrow? I got to hurry up. So that that's, I guess, pretty good. I've been pretty pretty straight you know taking in a lot of music but um i guess diving right in it before we get to our top tens i know a lot of publications i think rolling stone was first in the end of november that put out their top 10 albums of the year but this episode i guess this is the nameless music podcast top 10 episode well end of the year top 10 episode but before we jump into that we just kind of want to go through like some current events i guess um Cardi B. When do we not talk about Cardi B on this podcast? Right. I feel like we, I'm, look, I'm officially a part of Barty Gang. After seeing her last video, yeah. Party. The money, the money video really, that was a really thought out video. I'm sorry. Like, it's just something. Super well. The creatives were working with her. Cardi. Oh, absolutely. Cardi's team. That's why I'm like, I can't, you, you want to hate Cardi or you want to try to dislike Cardi, but it's like, they just paint her up so well and she delivers. She del- Everything that they hand her, she delivers. She can't miss. Yeah, I totally agree with that. She has been pretty much unstoppable for t- t- 2018, whether it be visuals or uh, music, albums, features. Like She's, she's, or, or, she's or it or right st- now. Or standing in the headlines with Hubby Offset. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, which yeah. were, you know, they were pictured today uh, in Puerto Rico. So, uh, you know, as a lot of us know, so upset. Cardi hopped on Instagram Live earlier, I think like December 4th was the date or sometime early December and hopped on and said that her and Offset were getting a divorce, that they had been trying to work it out. Um, Offset responded with y'all one and then Offset showed up. He popped up to her job. You know, he popped up to her job. He's making IG comments. His parents are speaking out. Offset is doing everything to get Cardi. Yeah, back. I thought that was wild. Like his pops was talking. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Cardi, Cardi, you know, Offset did everything that he could do, and it looks like he won. Looks like he won. Not a, not us. He won. Because I'm really sad that him. that uh, can we at least give it six months? Can we? Can she make us believe it a little bit more? Can damn can can offset at least send out our presents for whatever we won since we did one? Like I didn't even get my package. Like Shit, yeah, what did true. we win? Can I I haven't received it yet? He could have gave us like didn't he, the guy that saved him from his accident? Didn't he give him like a Nissan Altima or something? Like I mean, I I'll take a Nissan. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll take a Honda. <laughs> you know, you know what, what you know what would be a great gift offset? An album. 
How about please, that? please <laughs> that you tease us with. Maybe after this vacation, they can finally go to get that album because I feel like she has something to do with it not being released. Loki, he, he he must have three Cardi features on the album. Yeah, it must be some. It must be some content that will fuck up this storyline right now. It's a real life episode of Empire or Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> yeah, Love and Hip Hop. This is what Love and Hip Hop thinks they're doing More, with yeah. their storylines. But shout out to Mona Scott. That's that's the homie. Um. So yeah, like I mean, how do we feel? Are we happy? Like, do we care? No, I'm not happy because of the fact that I wanted her to make me believe it a little bit longer. But and I want to see. I don't know. I don't know if I care that much. I mean, they're two young superstars together. Um, you know, making hits, getting money. He's gonna cheat again. She's gonna take him back again. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think if it wasn't such a short-lived breakup, it it'd be fine. Like I, I, I honestly, I was looking forward to seeing a uh, single Cardi, like a Cardi B that's out here. Right, like, I do want to see a single Cardi dating and on the prowl. Like I would have liked to see how that would have gone, but. It looks like that that time is over, and that's that's. But who would she have gone to? Like who? Nah. Well, Chris who? Brown. Chris Brown shot his shot, but um. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Chris Brown. Chris Brown shot his shot at Cardi. But mm. I think my whole thing with the Cardi being offset things—they're both fairly young. I think twenty-five and twenty-six, or twenty-four and twenty-five. Some some weird, you know, middle age, some young number. Um, and I think what we re- we forget as fans or people who pay attention to this spectacle is that they're just like us. And we've made some outlandish decisions to go back to people that probably hurt, hurt us multiple times or something, to, something that probably is a, I guess a tolerance level for someone else. You know, we go back or we go do something that other people wouldn't do. But I think the difference is millions and millions and billions and people around the world are paying attention. So, I mean, good luck to offset and Cardi if they are still an item or if this was just a free vacation for Cardi and she's going to come home and still be single. So, you know, we'll be... You think she's going to come home and be single? Definitely not, but just trying to be, you know, trying to give people hope that (laughs) want Cardi to leave. (laughs) I mean, I know it's kind of messed up to even, like, want her and her... No, I wish them well. I'll say that because it's kind of messed up to be like, oh, yeah, I wish they ass break up. Like, that's kind of fucked up. But, you know, I wish them well. Yeah. Well, salute to Cardi and Offset. Um, Also, which I guess since we've been gone, since we've been on the podcast, we had the timeline going up. Ebro and Kodak. So for those who have been living under a rock for the past couple of days, Kodak Black released an album. Um, last Friday, and he went on his press run. He stopped by Hot 97 to do a interview with Ebro in the morning. During the interview, Ebro brought up uh, Kodak's sexual assault allegations in which, you know, words were not exchanged. Kodak actually switched the topic. Um, he threatened to then walk out. Ebro canceled the, well, cut the interview short and released a two-minute clip in which had, you know, all of Twitter either on Kodak's side or Ebro's side. So question to the to, to, to you guys, whose side were you on and why? Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> I think initially at the beginning when I just saw the original clip, I was on I think I was on Ebro's side. 
um, after watching the entire interview, like the entire like 17 minute uh, conversation. Um, I think both of them, I think both of them did what they had to do. I don't know if either of them was right or wrong, but I feel like they both did what they had to do. And if I had to say someone was right or wrong, I would say Kodak's people did not set him up for success in that interview. That's no, it. I feel like the his people, I, I mean, okay, that's fair. Maybe they did or didn't tell him not to talk about the case. But, I mean, any logical person would know not to talk about the case on the interview. I mean. This, this is my thing. First off, that was a great way to skate around the answer, Marcus. You should be a politician. <laughs> great, way to skate, great way to skate around it. I'm just, like, right on the fence. I'm trying to stay on the fence right now. Because nah, it's going to get bad later. It's going to get bad later. This is the truth. This is the truth. Fuck Ebro. Like, do yeah. do I feel like that question should have been brought up? If it was a question, sure. I, I have no, to me, I have no problem with people addressing sexual assault claims because I, I personally take sexual assault serious. But my whole thing with Ebro is keep that same energy. We have seen numerous of artists that he's interviewed, not just that Hot 97 has hosted, that he has interviewed who have had allegations or actually been charged or served time for certain things, and those questions never come up. But Ebro being who Ebro is, and uh, I, mean, I guess a lot of people who are not familiar with Ebro, they don't really know that he's a, I guess, a young rapper basher. He, Ebro's damn near 50. Um, so he doesn't identify every interview he does with a young with a young nigga. He always be like, yeah, I don't want to interview you. I didn't even want to talk to you. And just be like, How do you start off with that? Like, like the, in the first, if you watch the full interview, I think a lot of people who were having the debates only saw the two minutes in which the two minutes. Right. If I only saw a two minute video, I'll, even, well, even when I saw the two minute video, I, I was still like not on Ebro's side. But. I could see how people said, you know what, Ebro was right, Kodak got upset, you know, he's clearly a, a rapist or whatever. I, I understood that. But I'm like, you watch the 17-minute interview, when he sits down, he's like, I didn't want to interview you, you have all of these charges, you're a very troubled kid with a troubled past. And I'm just right. like, but we're here, ta- we're here talking about and you, music. And you know what's so interesting about it is because... Um, and that song Malcolm X that Kodak Black had on his song, like it's so interesting how he talks about how people don't want to. See, you try to grow, like I think one of the lines is like he tries to grow, but people won't let him. And it's so true. Like even if that was his past, like it's clear as day that this that this young man is trying to do something different and do something better. So why would you even come with that kind of energy into an interview? Like just come with respect, even if you're not necessarily a fan of the music. You gotta come with some type of respect, but Ebro was just wild with it, like for no, for no. Oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to interview you, but I'm gonna do it anyway, like. And then come like, on, man. I, I posted on Twitter. Then like a day later, uh, <laughs> Hot 97 social media account posted a lineup of a, a fake R&B concert with R. Kelly with the biggest head ever on the goddamn flyer. We're all right. Exactly. But y'all take sexual assault up here seriously and we got R. Kelly on tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody seen no tape of Kodak, but we definitely see R. Kelly tape and you like, okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not even trying to take Kodak Black's side as far as his legal cases. That's the joke. I don't even, I'm not a huge Kodak fan, but I know right and right and wrong is wrong. Was Ebro wrong for asking the question? No, not at all. 
But was Ebro wrong for having that energy towards Kodak in which he didn't even ask a question if you actually go back and watch the video. He just he just states something that everybody who's ever had a family member or been through the judicial system know you cannot talk about an open case. So why bring it up? Clickbait. That's Ebro's it. A, because Ebro's a clown. Shout out to Joe Budden. And yeah. Yeah. Nah, that was unprofessional at at worst. Oh, and I think his rebuttal was even more funny. Like the next day, um, I guess they had people call in to see like who was right and who was wrong. And even Peter told him, he was just like, Your energy was off. It's not what you asked, it's not what you said. Right. It was the energy right. that you put forth. Like you wanted him to react in a negative way so that you could be right. And, you know, Hot 97 could look like the savior of New York rap. I mean, New York radio, when we know that's Power 105. So, mm. blessings to Hot 97. I hope they figure out a way to get, you know, us back in their good graces and they won't have to resort to these type of things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anything else going on in the news, y'all? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Um, other than the Cardi B offset, check shade oh, room. Well, let me let me let me ask you this question because this is also a heated topic, and we we're gonna stay on this for like five minutes. We're gonna drop off. Is Jacquees not of all time, not of our generation, but is Jacquees really the king of R and B of his generation, in which he says ages sixteen to twenty five? No, I no. I said no as well. Um. But when mm. I when I say no, I ask myself. I said, "Well, who is it?" Who? Okay, if you're doing sixteen to twenty five, so how, how old is Chris Brown? Chris Brown's like thirty. Yeah, he's he's pushing our age. How's Mc, yeah, how old is like, McGill? No, like how older older than Chris Brown? Dan, older, yeah, Dan, McGill is older too. Daniel Caesar, how old is he? He's like he's a young guy. Khalid, 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 Khalid. Okay. Um, He's pretty but, popular, but can, but can we? But like, I mean, Daniel Caesar has a couple projects. I'm not gonna say he, he has like. Daniel Caesar you know, is amazing. I said Daniel Caesar, and my guy looked at me like I was crazy. But said, nah, but Daniel Caesar's fire, kid, and Daniel Caesar's 23. He makes um, amazing music. Like that, but let's, but you know, that was the that was the discussion. Once the internet expand the conversation to just King of R&B for whatever generation, it was not just that you could sing it. It was a combination of things. So, you know, you got to be able to sing in some cases, possibly dance or perform. Um, you got to have sex. And R&B, you don't necessarily have to dance or dance. You don't well, have I, to I dance. Said, you know, I, that's why I said dance slash perform. That's why I said slash. If you're a dancer, you're going to dance. If you are a performer, you need to perform your, your, your content. Yeah. Does he have? I'm gonna ask the the two women on this podcast. Does Jack Weiss have sex appeal? Maybe no, for I'm a sixteen, not. for a sixteen well, to twenty five, yeah. for a sixteen to twenty five year old. Absolutely, yes. I've seen. I'm asking. I've, you, I'm asking you two. No, I, to I, me, no. I am not in his generation, and I'm going to say no. But as speaking to someone in his generation, I see why the kids go up for him. I I've had the conversation with the he is our R and B king of our generation, kids, and. They prove a valid point. I still think no, but it's no one I can just say, hey, no, it's fill in the blank. Bryson Tiller? No. Bryson Tiller I'm... can't Bryson Tiller cannot sing live. And that's I and I and and this is just John triple. Can't sing that this well, is, low key this either. is triple conspiracy theory time. The fact that Bryson Tiller 
got pretty much Bryce exposed for his vocal pen. performance live. But and his but, pen skills is. But we're talking. But that's what I'm saying. We're talking about a king, and we're encompassing everything. So you Jacquees ain't got it either. And that's why I say, I'm saying Jacquees is no. But I'm like, who is if not him? Who is who is I, the next? I mean, guy? don't get me wrong. I get it. Jacquees is dope. I like you. I like the the joint. Forty-two seventy-five um, was actually a good album. I, I'd honestly, I'd be willing to give it to if we're doing artists between eighteen and twenty-five years old. I'd be more willing to give that title to Bryson Tiller because I've actually oh, heard, I've, I've actually heard his heard of his songs. I've never heard right that exactly. Song. Everybody right, people know I'm a Bryson Tiller song, giving, but people may not know Bryson Tiller can't uh, sing. Jacquees, I get, I get but R and B though. I have still heard him. I've still heard of Jacquees, his music. Uh, on, okay, on a on a on a higher scale, upper echelon of R and B, Jacquees can't sing either. Yeah, Jacquees is not. Neither one of them can sing. I'm just saying, I don't understand how you. I, personally, I would go. I would. I think that I don't. Uh, the, I don't even think that Jacquees should even be in a conversation. If you're 16 to 25, you haven't even lived life enough yet to even be considered king and. Jacquees has just hasn't been out that long. Chris, and, and we talk about generations. I mean, people like to narrow generations, but Chris Brown is a part of the young generation. But within the last 10 years of music. I think it, I think it, I think it matters. That because who had their own 2000s? Avant, Joe, Tyrese. Like they had the early 2000s. And then Chris Brown came in like, what, 2005, 2006, and then started killing it. See, but see, this is what I'm saying. Like the Avant Joe Tyrese, that's that generation. Chris, Chris's generation is really Chris Trey Songs Amarion. They all released their their debut singles that same year. They did their Fair. sophomore albums that same year. So I wouldn't love. I can't. I I hear it, but if we're talking about what Jacquees said, he said 16 to 25. I can't lump Chris Brown there. I can't. I I, I guess my thing is that um. If Bryson Tiller would have came out and said the same thing, I think people would have still been as upset and there would have been the same type of conversation. But the thing that we wouldn't see with Bryson Tiller that we did see with Jacquees is who is Jacquees? A lot of people don't know who this dude is. Who is Bryson Tiller? People, everybody knows who Bryson Tiller is. Everybody. Like, I I don't listen to all of his music, but I know who Bryson Tiller is. I can, if I heard one of his songs on the radio, I would know, hey, that's Bryson Tiller. If you played me five songs and told me, no. hey, three of these are a Jack Wee song, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pick those out for you. I cannot pick out a Jack Wee song to save my life. I that's, a, if, that's a lie. Okay, I'll, I'll do I'll I put, mean, I can because I'm, I, I'm still a fan. I'm not going to lie. What's his song? What's the song that everybody's listening to by him? What's his song? Baby Mama. No, not Baby Mama. Bed was the song that made Jack get on the radio. That's and a better J- at and the club with that's Dave a Jay Holiday. That's a Jay Holiday. Jay, 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 Jacquees dropped bed, and then he did the re- he had the remix with um, was it Quavo and Ty Dolla Sign? That's a Jay, that's a Jay Holiday song. Well, the song wow. is actually called Bed. Excuse me, not Bed. A lot. Of, I don't know if a lot of people know that song though. But nope. uh, but outside of don't out, outside of don't tell me what song that it, like that. Uh, j- that's you all little, you. That's all he needs to be considered though. I, I can name one song. Like that's my point. I can name a song. I can't I, name a I single Jackie song. It's it's kind of like 
everybody with the Frank Ocean shit. I don't see how y'all going this hard for Bryson Tiller. I like his music. I'm not. Whoa, hang on, his hang on, hang on. Hang on. Or hang on. So, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. I'm not trying to say Bryson Tiller is the king of anything. I don't like Bryson Tiller either. I'm just saying if someone were to make an argument for Bryson Tiller, I could understand that because I know who Bryson Tiller is. I can name a Bryson Tiller song. Jacquees, I don't know who this nigga is. I don't know any of his songs. And to be and to be honest, I listened to his album. And I still don't know any of his songs. Like, I don't know this nigga. Like, who are you to be talking he about? He doesn't this? make timeless music. That's I'm mean, okay. No, I lied because some of some of Jacquees' songs is. Uh, I'm not out here caping for Bryson Tiller, but for if the mass population. If we're talking between 18 and 25 or 26 year olds. I feel like a majority of people know who Bryson Tiller is, and I saw a lot of people asking, "Who is Jacquees? Jacquees? Like, what is? How do you say his name? Jacquees. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Jacquees. It's, it is what it is. Like he he did what he had to do. I'm sure he's gonna put out a song or an album or whatever called like the King of R and B or some lame My shit like is, that. I hate the but disrespect. It's the disrespect that goes along with it. The the idea that you're this king. How are you? How are you? Sixteen to twenty five years old talking about you're a king. You don't get to earn. You don't get that right. He just. That's my thing. Is he? You too young. You're not to the even king. Claim that. You're not the king of R and B until old until black aunties claim you that. They right. they determine that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Until until the until you've come to a point where you're like, you know what? Damn this condom. I'm going in. Like he don't make, he don't make that kind of music. I just feel like we're speaking at it from from oh, from the old from the Joe Button and old man. No, robot. this is just like I'm telling you that I sat down and I talked to teenagers who. Why do teenagers it. feel like they need to have a king? They need to sit their ass down. They don't. That's, have that's a, a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation. So that's not talking about anything <laughs> I just said. How long okay. has Jacquees been around? Is is, is how long the has he been song, here? The first song I heard from him. Um, he's been around for a couple years, at least. No, he's been, a few he's been around years. for a couple of years for for a few years. Yes, because I remember song, the first song I heard from him was in 2017. It was called Pandora. He and had I, a song with I thoroughly Tim, enjoyed that and song. I was yeah. He, I, I found him on a on a SoundCloud like maybe in 2016 ish. So okay. he's been out. He's he been got, out. He has content. I, he's not my cup of tea, but he doesn't have necessarily horrible. Like, I think if he took if he took his time and he just focused and like honed in, well, you could say that. I, I mean, I just think that's the thing that's drawing him back. He has the confidence from, like I said, discussion with kids that. 2014 is when 19 came out, so I lied. No, I've been knowing about him for four years. Yeah, so 2014 he, is when he had dropped been, 19. Yeah, he's been out for a while, and I just think hit the people that he said that fucks with him. They genuinely do. I saw, I, I saw it with my own two eyes, and it was crazy because I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm on 26, so I'm looking at it from like, I didn't know niggas really went up for Jacquees like that, but he has. But just because you're popular doesn't mean that you're the king of R and B. But but he but again the words that he used behind and I think people are putting so much energy in in ignoring it. Is he said this generation like he is talking to his fans? That was like when Wayne came out and said he was the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. Like 
he felt that way. And niggas had a problem with that too. But for his generation, that's but how you he know failed. niggas had a problem with that too. But he had no one's that a just skate by. No one did just the, say that and just skated by the, in pop the, culture. The like we had the, to talk. But, the but difference this, with Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne had something to back that up with. People, and he had bars. Yeah, if but, someone if someone but, came to you and said Lil Wayne's the, the best rapper alive, you could go back to albums and songs and be like, This is my evidence. With Jack Quist, where's the evidence for this? The evidence is it's with the his fan base that connects with but him. He really sing but it, but the but thing about it us, Lil Wayne had bars us. though Lil, you could Lil Wayne when it, he said that he could back it up with bars and when Lil Wayne said back it up with when, vocals when Lil Wayne said that you don't think a Big Daddy Kane fan or some Rock Kim fan was sitting there like that nigga ain't the best rapper alive this nigga the best rapper alive because he's outside fair. that fucking and generation. that's a fair but that's a fair statement to make though but then watch Lil Wayne come through with some fucking bars but and that, then but there that, you that go. necessarily and gonna change point. But it's not going to change the Big Daddy Kane's fan if they don't identify with the type of music Wayne's making. Good music is good music, though. But like, it good music change. expands generation. It does. It does. You just because you are old head doesn't mean that you can't recognize if somebody has good bars and vice versa as a young nigga. I was a young nigga listening to Big Daddy Kane, and I still had Tupac and Biggie in my era. But I was still like Big Daddy Kane EPMD was the shit, and I was young. Like I mean, you, you can you can listen to certain young rappers, mumble rappers, whatever you want, like artists that make music for people that are not my age. I can listen to them and be like, this is good music. It's not for me. I'm not going to listen to it, but I can listen to it and objectively say if it's good or not. But I can I just feel like if I go through Jack Wiz's album again, I'm going to listen to it and it's not going to be good enough to be anybody's king. It can he he probably not makes he's fine. not your king. No, no, no. He's not making king. good enough music to be considered anybody's king, I don't think. Based on what to I've heard. You, to you. And and guess what you're not? You're not 16, you're not 17, 18, 19, up to 25. Tribbles, That's, tribbles. Come on. I can, tribbles. I can listen to anybody's music in but any era and objectively say, is this music good or not? Is it now? It's a different story on okay. is it for me or not? Because like okay. Ariana, I give you an example. Ariana Grande, she makes good music. She's a great artist. I don't like her music, but I can objectively say she's a good singer. She writes good songs. She has good production. I can say that, but I don't like her music. That doesn't that doesn't not make her the if you want to call her the princess of pop or whatever she is. I I I have no problem doing it. I can listen to Jack Queens and stuff and be like, this ain't good enough. It's not good enough music for you to be considered anything. And you're signed a baby. So you clearly ain't got no good sense in you. Like you you might not, you he might be working at Chick-fil-A in two years, signed the baby. So I'm gonna pray for this brother. I you know what? Let me tell you, you know what? I hope this man blows up because he's gonna need every dime, every penny that he makes working with baby, because that nigga's gonna rob this dude blind. I hope he gets his money. But he ain't nobody's kid. This music ain't good enough. For anybody. <laughs> well, I'm my res- my response about this. I do too. I'm just going to say, okay. All right. <laughs> that was so, a long way of discussion, but. Yeah, because it, it, I'm just going to say, okay. So, <laughs> okay. The main point of this episode. The main point of this episode. Is, it's it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Oh, my God. I am vowing right here and now for the remainder of this podcast. I'm not gonna say anything. I promise so, it's gonna get worse. I have, I have, I can. Already, I'm looking at my top ten list right now. I can already see uh, four, well, three or four that are gonna make y'all hate me. So I'm all ready. right, so we're gonna do our <laughs> top ten album review. I don't. I guess I'll let everybody preface how they chose their ten. 
Um, I'll start for me by how my top 10 came about. I'm thinking of albums that I am consistently listening to, um, albums that sound cohesively as a unit together, songs that uh, when Spotify, well, not Spotify, but when I look on like my little iTunes count, they got a little high count or when title shout out to title who just started their my mix thing if that song or a certain artist appeared multiple times on my my mixes i knew it was because i was playing the hell out of certain songs from certain albums so that's my top 10 i'm not saying these are sonically the best songs that ever touched the goddamn earth or 2018 i'm saying this is what sound good this is what i'm gonna play these are the 10 albums and 10 song 10 albums that i'm gonna take over to 2019 and i'm still gonna constantly play so i don't know what marcus has or what's his reasoning behind his 10 or summertime but that's my reasoning i'm gonna go from 10 to 1 10 i got yay by kanye i love that seven track album i listen to that album a lot Number nine, of course, I go up for the City Girls, so Period is on there. Shout mm. out to Girl Code, though, but I definitely fucks with Period more than I fucks with Girl Code. Um, eight, Kid Sees see Ghosts. Uh, seven, KOD, J. Cole. Six, Astro World, uh, Travis Scott. Five, Invasion of Privacy with Cardi. Four, Victory Lap with the boy Nipsey Hussle. Three, Daytona Push. The Carters at two. That was hard for me, but wow. the Carters are at two. With everything it's love and one is of course J Rock with Redemption. Great album. So those are my top ten. Those ten albums are going with me to 2019. Those ten albums will appear on, you know, some of those songs from these ten albums will appear on the 2018 uh end of the year playlist sponsored by Docs DJ. Turn up. So yeah. Everything was is love is number two for you? Yes, yes, sir. Wow. I mean, it was yes, good. Sir. That's that's uh Yes, sir. That's actually not that bad because everything else is great. It's a great, it's a great album that I try to put them on week one, but you know, it takes a little time for some people. So shout out to Summertime, <laughs> gang, gang. You know, um. So we'll save sniffles for last because I just have a feeling it's a lot of bullshit. So oh, yeah. Summertime, um. Kind of, so, kind of tell the y'all know my rapid ass. Yeah. My my boom pep rapid ass had to go for the more um, lyrically charged albums. But starting at number ten, I kind of switched my order around from what I sent y'all. Um, so I'm going Invasion of Privacy. That is actually number ten. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Carters. Everything is love is number nine. Um, Fonte No News is Good News is number eight. The Logic, was- which is super, super slept on album, but I love the Fonte album. Um, Logic Y is four, is number seven. Um, J. Cole KLD is number six. Uh, Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap is number five. I'm actually putting King Push Daytona is number four. Okay. Mm. Number three, huh? I'm giving it to Meek Mill, champion. Wow. Um, and then I'm doing J-Rock is number two and Travis Scott Asheville is number one. Wow. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Why, why, how did you come up with your list? So I came up with my list. Um, well, the ones that I spend the most. Um, the ones that I feel like the artist has grown content wise, 
Um, I kind of looked at the maturation over the years kind of thing. Like the artist, I was like, hey, I sucked on them. But then I'm kind of like, oh, man, they make great music. That's why Travis Scott and uh, Meek Mill is up there because I was like, I usually wouldn't necessarily spend those records. And now I find myself going back into like their catalog and like digging through the music that I may have missed over the years. So it's kind of like, it wasn't like I was just listening to these albums. These albums kind of led me down a different path. So I kind of waited it a little bit more from that perspective, if that makes sense. I think the I think Meek was probably the one that shocked me the most on your on your list just because it's being so new, so fresh. I think I, I struggled because I was actually looking to see if I was going to try to fit Meek on it because I, I definitely enjoy that album, but I haven't sat with it long enough. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't commit. I couldn't commit to throw Meek on here, and I didn't want to do him the the the. The yeah, the that's one of the things, on the and that's half. and that's why he's so grasped. That's the great thing about this album for me is that I feel like it's going to mature over time. Like it's going to mature. Like as I look, go back and listen to what I'm like. Meek is saying some real shit. That's kind of how I feel about the Kodak Black album, where I feel like, okay, they're kind of saying some real shit. Like, I need to listen to what they're saying. Like, they're telling their story. And I'm always a huge fan of artists who, you know what I'm saying, use a track, use a record to tell their story. Even if it's not the most, you know, lyrical, miracle type work, but if it's their story, how could you argue with that? If I feel like this is really real, and I think... Meek Mill going to prison, like that brought that out of him, like where I feel like, yeah, he's telling his story. Like he's got, he has something to say. Like the Carters, like they do what they do. Like Jay-Z, Beyonce, they they do what it is that they do. You know what I'm saying? And I had to push like Nipsey Hussle down because I was like, Nipsey, yeah, like Nipsey has been doing this for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Nipsey for getting the Grammy though. Well, very well deserved. but yeah, I don't know. Meek Mill, he was down and listen. Then I had to think about like the growth. I think that was where for me, I waited these projects the most was how far I personally viewed an artist's growth over the years. I was like, yeah, because if you're just if you're doing what you you know what I'm saying, what you always you know, music you putting out is pretty consistent. Then I'm gonna give you that you get credit for. But I'm gonna put some light on an artist that. Artness that have grown over the years, so yeah, that's mine. Okay, yeah. all right. I can't, I can't really argue too much on it, but here, here we go. Here's the <laughs> no the Cardi point. B. I mean, I mean, no, uh, no Drake, no Nicki Minaj. Top ten. No, hey, know. listen, I thought about it. I thought uh-uh. about. It. Shout out to everybody that voted on my poll um, on my Twitter account. If you're not following me, it's underscore triples on Twitter. Um, Marcus tried to argue me that Queen was a better album than Scorpion, and I think it was what ninety. I was very, I was very disappointed in that poll. I was like, am I the only one? You and the other eighteen people that are glad to say they're Nicki Minaj fans, right? That was that was incredible. I did not expect it to be that lopsided because wow. Because if you look uh, at our at all three of our top ten lists, Scorpion is not there. Nobody put Scorpion in their top ten. I could, I couldn't do it with my whole heart because. I only like when I when I quote unquote fell in love with with uh, Scorpion. It was like the playlist I put together, not the complete album. Yeah. So I <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I didn't feel right giving the whole album Scorpion like space on my top ten when I only fuck with like a quarter of it. 
Yeah, there's a lot of skippable songs on that uh, album. I will say it, it's not a top ten album. It's not. It's probably it's like it's a. Not. It probably make my top twenty. It definitely a top twenty. Yeah, yeah, top top twenty for sure. I think it had like I think it's we should at least acknowledge, you know, the Drake's presence or whatever his impact with the uh in my feelings. And I don't even know how much credit we give to Drake on that. Like you give it to the the No, let me tell Drake YouTube guy Drake is that nigga because he had nice for what. I when every time like even to this moment, nice for what could come on right now. And I'm up. That song, I love that song. And people I don't, don't like people don't like that song for some nice reason. I don't understand it. Is, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if it's the beat. I don't know if it's New Orleans influence. Because he don't be, he don't really be saying shit on the song. But it's just no. such a feel good track to me. I really I love that. Nice I love that song. Like if, if we were doing like a top ten songs list, I think that might be my top ten. I love that song. Yeah, definitely. Nice Drake will be all through my top ten. Honestly, you know that's sad, yeah. but anyway. it's not just the album. I just just not album. He can't put the album together to save his life. <laughs> all right, so it's my top ten albums. Here we how, go. how I came with it is obviously you got to go with drugs. Drake. Yeah, I was high off my ass. Uh, I was uh, drunk. Uh, you have to have replayability. Like it has to be something I have to play throughout the whole year. Uh, it has to have some sort of impact. Um, whatever emotional tone or note they're going for they if they hit that i feel like that mean that means something to me if you're trying to get someone to feel a certain emotion that goes a long way with me and if you're going for a particular sound and you're really good at that sound i will give you credit for that like if you're a if you're a trap artist and you do a really good trap art, uh, album i'm gonna give you credit for that you're a gangster rapper you give me a great gangster rap album i'm gonna give you credit for that you're a mumble rapper you're great like whatever anything if you do that great, I'm going to give you uh, credit for that. So I'm going to start at number 10. Number 10, we're going to start with Everything is Love. Uh, number nine, I'm going to go with Shrimp Life 3. Number <laughs> what? Are you serious? No, no, we're not talking to a mark because we know we knew this was happening. We knew Shrimp this Life? was happening. We... <laughs> Marcus just told us he was on drugs, and I believe him. So we're not like disc one, disc one. I'm not going to put the other two in there, but this one of Shrem Light Three. I'm not going to say anything. Else top there. ten album. I will fight for that one. Uh, number eight, I'm going with KOD. Number seven, I'm going with the Black Panther soundtrack. Number six, I'm going with Astro World. Number five, I'm going with Queen. <laughs> number four. Oh, wow. Number four, I'm going with the Young Sinatra Four. Number three, Invasion of Privacy. Number two, Daytona. Number one, Redemption. Well, at least Cardi stopped Nicki yet again. <laughs> in, another, <laughs> in another lap of life. You, you can't call me a barb if I do that, right? Like, I can't be a barb. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I, yeah you can't deny. Honestly, when we our, our discussion about Scorpion versus Queen, I went back and ran Queen. I'll give you this. It's still, to me, it's still not a top 10 album of 2018. But I guess kind of not playing it for a while or not listening to Queen Radio getting it forced on me, but kind of like just walking into it. It's not as bad as I kind of read it for a little minute. Still my, not top 10, but... The reason why I said Queen... Possibly. The reason why I would take Queen over Scorpion is because the only skippable song that's like... The only bad song on Queen is the very last one. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say bed with Ariana Grande. Yeah, but see, and that's my thing. Like, bed, I don't like bed. Bed's not for me, but I can listen to that and say it's a good song. It's a good song. I just don't like it. But, like, Coco Coco Chanel is a bad song. Like, it's not good. And it's the last one, so you don't even have to listen to it. Once you get to the end, you just turn it off. Scorpion, Scorpion, you can't really get into it because you're listening to it. And then another song comes on. You're like, God, I don't want to hear this. Like, as soon as, like, three seconds into a song, I'm just like, ugh. I roll, skip, get this out of here. Like, I don't do that with Queen. I don't. And I feel like lyrically it's better. Her singing is better. Drake is just rapping about, like, I feel like he's not really talking about much. When he's trying to go hard at someone, I just I just don't buy it. Like, the, the whole making me feel some type of way, like, hitting that emotional note, he doesn't give that off for me. Like, redemption, like, when J-Rock is going hard and spitting that hard shit at you, you feel that you're like, all right, all right, okay. You're like, calm down with Drake. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel that with from him. I don't get that from him. I just, I, I believe I, you. I can't listen. I, I can't. It's hard for me to listen to Scorpion because I skip so many of the songs. There's a lot of skips on it. Wow. That's the thing. I really haven't really played that album that much. What Scorpion? To be honest, yeah, Scorpion. Definitely not Queen. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I mean, the radio has played out good form now, so it's a wrap. That's a good. That's a good single, though. It is a good single, and I'm tired of it. It's really a hard ass song. There's a lot of good songs on this album. Like, like, I'm gonna give it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that many good songs on the album. Queen got some. Queen gets some moments. I give it four. I give it four good singles, and Ganja Born is a. As an honorable go, mention because of Joe Blake. Go back, go back, go back and listen to Scorpion. I dare you to sit down and Man, watch. Like right. when you have when you have an hour and 30 minutes of free time, I want you to sit down. Oh, no, I'm talking about to, Queen. No, I'm talking about Drake. I want you to go back oh, and okay. listen to listen to Scorpion. And after that hour and 30 minutes have gone by, I want you to think to yourself, do I want to do that again? Do I want to go back and listen to that again? Did I just waste my time? Listen, like listen to the album. Like just sit down and listen to it all the way through. Can we talk and tell me you don't want to skip a lot of these songs? Like, talk about what? Can we talk about the shrim like? Yeah, because you could have you could have like plugged any album. I think nothing about shrim life said top anything in my mouth. Nothing. This is where I get my um, dial nuts ward. When you when you're <laughs> when you're uh, when you're trying to go for like a particular sound or a particular type of feel to a song. Shrim Life and even um, Astro World, they give me that. Like Ray Shrimmer, Travis Scott, when it comes to like turn up music, songs with melodies on it, like just fun songs. Ray, like no one is making more fun songs, fun music than Ray Shrimmer. And I feel like they should get credit for that. Like if you like Perplexing Pegasus 42, if you listen to Power Glide, put Power Glide on right now. If you're listening to this podcast, turn on Power Glide and tell me you don't turn up. Like that's the kind of music they make. Teed up, teed up is a great song. I, I'm not arguing against that. That's, I just don't see top ten in Shrimlock Three. They do this. The music that they make, they do it better than anybody else. Nobody makes that type of music better than Shrim Life or Ray Shrimmer. Them and Mike Will when they get together and they're like and if you if you want to like you know that, and that's why I only put disc one because I have I have some issues with Sway Lee's album I I have I don't really have that that many issues with Slim Jimmy's album but album one when they're both together it just it flows and it mixes and it, it just meshes well together and like I said no one is making 
that kind of music better than they are. When it comes to all these young rappers, like mumble rappers or whatever you want to call it, the the Kashi Six Nines, the the Lil Uzi Verse, whoever, I don't think anybody's making it better than Ray Shepard. When they get together with with Mike Will, the features make sense, the beats make sense. It's sonically it just flows together. Like I I feel like it should have been more popular. I feel like it should have been as big as like um Shrimp Life 2 when they had Black Beatles and that whole little thing hit. They just they didn't have that that internet hook. You know, like they had with Black Beatles, they had the Black Beatles challenge and that kind of helped that song go up. They didn't have that with uh with this album. I, I guess that's why it didn't really blow up like it should. But I know when I first heard it, I was like, this shit goes, man. Like I like this album. I think I listened to Shrimp Life Three three times. That was just to just try to get through it. I Nah, I mean it's a couple of songs. It's a couple of joints on this. Like Power Glide yeah. is a joint. Power yeah, if, is a joint. It, it, just but, stick with the stick with the first album. Like just don't yeah, go to don't go to disc two and three. Like if you just stick it's stick in that small little pocket, it's only nine songs. It you was, stick we, right there, you're good, man. Which proves that we didn't need Solo Sway Lee and Solo Slim Jimmy song, uh album. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So now that stop we know listening, stop listening to the internet producers and artists. Don't listen to the internet. Know what you know and do what you do. The internet forced the Quavo solo album on us. <laughs> 19 tracks of Quavo saying <laughs> Jesus. Um, so for everybody that's heard our top 10s, um, if you want to give us your top 10 albums or tell us that we're trash for our top 10, make sure to follow um, us on Twitter at the committee pod. Um, and yeah, maybe one of us will argue back with you about maybe your I'll, trash I'll, top 10. I'll definitely, I'll definitely yeah. argue. If you ever have Shrim Life on there. Because I'm right. So, as we're kind of wrapping up the music side of 2018, have we established, like, who won? Like, who won 2018? Cardi B. I definitely wrote Cardi B. Oh, though. yeah. 20, I, 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 I feel like that's not back. even a question. That's a back-to-back. Yeah. Cardi, B did, Cardi B pulled a back-to-back championship because she got it last year. Her, her, yeah. her ascension. It was like office. the come up was last year, and then this year she maintained it. Because remember, I feel like I remember we were talking earlier in the year about how pregnancy possibly might slow her down, and we didn't really Man. know it was going to Boy, was everybody wrong. Listen, <laughs> boy, was okay. everybody wrong. Okay. I can't even mad. I can't even <laughs> mad. I'm, I'm officially part of the Barty gang. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. Um, I am. Cardi, she I- had me when she, when she had the lit. I out of I've listened to Invasion of Privacy. Invasion of Privacy was what five on my list. I love Cardi's features. I love this new money single, but I I don't think I'll never get the intensity and the in the in the passion for her rapping like she did on her second verse on Barty or Cardi. Like that Man. that is my song. Like that's my Cardi B song. You want to see me go off? Like that's my song. I know. Uh, trash still. We trash definitely hook. should do it with your favorite Cardi B song. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should definitely do. We should have like a winner circle and talk about all our winners and losers and whatever. Um. So, okay. So I just said loser. So who lost this year? Like who is the twenty? Nikki. Loser? I think Nikki lost. Ooh. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I definitely think Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj had the loss of twenty eighteen because I it's- think she's now starting to see the downfall of like she's starting to kind of like feel the rest of Joe Button gunshots right here. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the ice before the barb speaks. I personally wrote down six nine as being the loser just because he went to jail. Ooh, damn. Um 
Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's unfair. Ooh. It's unfair, but you know, consequences. That's unfair. Yeah, so that's speaking sad. of Nikki and Six Nine, shout out to Fifi. But who who lost the team for you, uh, Marcus? Uh, I actually had Uh-oh. three losers. Ooh, let's go. Uh, and, and I just wrote down the one Quavo because uh, we just mentioned him. I thought he kind of he exposed himself by uh, doing a solo album, and no one liked it. So. That's a loss. Uh, I'm gonna say J Cole was a loser this year, and I'm not 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 J Cole the featured artist. J Cole the I was solo about to say, artist. That nigga been killing it. Yeah, J Cole the J Cole the solo artist lost this year because the we're not I know we're not talking Grammys, but that's we'll leave that there. And the biggest loser of 2018, I think, is Tiana Taylor. I think she had a bad year. She had a bad year. They they fucked up her album rollout. They didn't give out her complete album. She went out and trashed her old album. And uh, then, did you and see then, the video with Dual Tang on Gotta Love Me remix? And you then, gotta, re- okay, you gotta rethink that statement, Marcus. I, I, and I, I watched it and I listened to it. It's not on the album. It's just a video. Like, that's, it's Man, not on her album. You and then, 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 she got, then she got mad when her album wasn't nominated for a Grammy. Bitch, you ain't like your album. Why would that, they like the, it? That's the fuck part I didn't understand. I was, I, I, I like, get the fuck out of no, here. But, but let's go to the first half of the reason why she should lose. So yes, she had a fucked up rollout. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't the quote unquote complete album, and it feels so incomplete to these people that don't know what a complete album sounds like. But she also was featured. Oh, she was co-headlining a tour that she then became the headliner of. Uh, She's putting out multiple videos. She still has her nail shop open. Her 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 relationship is flourishing. Her husband is back on the West Coast. I'm talking like, music. We're talking music, though. Right? It, it, every, I'm ta- it's a lot of it's a lot I of said, stuff that's not dealing with the I music, said though. Six nine lost because he's in jail. That had nothing to do with music. The nigga's in jail. He, he's he, in jail because of his music, though. Nah, he's in jail because of his actions outside of the music <laughs> that funded his music. Fucking I think I think Tiana had a, a rough start, but I don't. I won't call her a, a loser. I think a she, loser. she don't. She don't. She didn't finish last. But how you get mad? How you get mad that your album wasn't nominated when you spent a month dragging your own shit? Yeah, on some. You dragged your album, and then you want someone to nominate it for a Grammy? Get the fuck out of here, Tiana! Like well, I, I think that's but, a loss of the year. Yeah, that's not that's enough. that's why I wrote that's why I wrote three. I had three. Oh, okay. I just, maybe but, maybe you split I, them I, up, splitting them up in in sections of the year. Yeah, it, it's just like T, they, Tiana was set up to have a good like she she was set up to have a scissor type year, and and and, not, and, and, and and to be and to be clear, it's not all. It's I, maybe I shouldn't even put Tiana Taylor. Maybe I should just put good music and Tiana Taylor and Con, like whoever was involved in this album lost. It's a loss on all their parts. I, I, I would say a bad year because if you think about it, we didn't know a Tiana Taylor album was coming until June, and then it all falters, and then she kind of got it back. What, That's what I'm saying. It, it, she was uh, her her trajectory was going up. It was like all right, it scissors, was up for like scissors. two weeks, and then it failed, and then you got right back up with the with the headline and the tour thing and all the other stuff that went on. There. I don't, man. Yeah, I, went, I mean, I she was on. She was on a. She was on a tour with Jeremiah, so I mean. Is that a and really then it became one? and then it became her tour after what three shows? So Tiana had her own tour, like Daytona. Um, you know, come on, uh, comeback kid or comeback season award? Who we who we giving that to? I personally wrote Mr. Meek Mill, got out of jail, dropped championship, hanging with Robert Kraft, getting some Jay Z love. Like 
Word. I, I don't, Beyonce shout out. Beyonce shout out. You know, I don't really think I, I can't personally think anybody anybody who kinda needed this. this right, year. right. Not fair. I said Joe Budden. I actually, I put him the king of the of the rebrand. Oh, uh, sure. Um, I think Joe did a Joe did an amazing job. It's a lot of shit we don't remember. Well, I remember that a lot of regular people don't remember about Joe Budden. Right, right. He, he's he was able to shake that, and now like you know they said it. Well, not Arsenio Hall, the nigga, um, the radio host guy, white guy, Howard Stern. So they're like saying he's the Howard Stern of hip hop. And I think that that rings true. You know, Joe Button when he when he started on Everyday Struggle, it was you know he kept saying I'm a gatekeeper of hip hop, and niggas was like, oh, all you got is pump it up. And now, when it's you know some shit popping off on the timeline, what does Joe Button think? You know, so I think just him sticking it out there, just staying true to himself, like that got him the yeah. bags, got him many bags this year, and I foresee him keeping it up. So shout out to Joe Button. Um, do we have a queen of re- of the rebrand? All right. For my comeback, real quick, my comeback of people for 2018, Janelle Monet and Pusha T. Ah, Pusha that's, T's a good one. That's good. I, I, yeah. I will agree with both of those. Definitely Janelle Monet, because Janelle Monet, like, she came back. She's been gone for like four now. years. I she got the Grammy now. Like, that's an eternity in the music industry. That is true. I didn't realize that it had been that long. That's that Prince blood in her dog. That's just talent. Mm. That's talent. Mm. Yeah, because honestly, I still I was still listening to Janae all these years, and I guess I didn't realize that it had been that long mm. since she had put out like a new project. That's crazy. Watch, watch me get Marcus excited. I don't think I don't think any artist like that would just come out and just be like I was solely like influenced by like MJ will be doing popping in, in this in this climate. Wait, what? What are you what are you saying? So you know how like Janelle Monet, she's like really like, you know, Prince really influenced her sound, who she was in that in that soul era. Mm-hmm. She flourishes. Like she you can tell she takes her time. She listens to these instruments. She's listening how to piece together these albums. Her sound sonically she has tried new things and they work. They stick. And that's something that we saw throughout Prince's career. Prince Prince was very pushy and very innovative, and he was very futuristic, but it worked. He, you know, he kind of set the trend, and, and those follow around. And you can kind of see that, not necessarily with Janelle Monae, but you can see it in certain aspects if you kind of dig deep into it. But kind of how you compare Michael and MJ, I don't think many people with that that MJ influence outside of maybe a Beyonce like could take a four-year pause and come back and be nominated for album of the year. Like what, what, what old Chris Brown influence, I mean, not Chris Brown, um, Michael Jackson influenced every single thing that I, you know, that I am and who I am, you know, who I want to be. Who, where are they now? They have a moment. But I mean, is, it, is it timeless? I mean, Michael Jackson is people's king. So, I mean, you know, the music speaks for itself, I guess. Like right. those those type of people aren't really making timeless music. Just like I kind of don't think Michael Jackson made timeless music. Oh, you're tripping, Marcus. Shut <laughs> up. 
that's all I wanted to hear. I will walk um, off of this podcast like Kodak Black. Don't you hey, ever say that Ebro, again. Ebro, what you said? We can end it right here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when Halloween comes around, I hear a lot of Michael Jackson, but that's a You're tripping. Are you serious? Niggas off love the play. Niggas love Jackson play. Jackson 5. Hey, look, the, Nigga look, Jackson Black 5. Black ain't dedicate their 100th episode to Michael Jackson. It was hey. They sure did. Sure didn't. You're tripping. I'll give him off the wall. Michael not, Jackson's off. music is timeless. Come on, off man. Wall, stop off the wall, stop off the wall, it. Off the wall, stop it. Thriller, stop it. Jackson 5. Thriller is Halloween theme. You're tripping. That's I'm tripping. <laughs> if it's not October, I'm not playing Thriller. No one plays Thriller. We really put a B.E. and Kodak Black right there. Like, stop they it. They don't do it. Stop. FBI agents are going to be so pissed okay. off at us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, really, so really, we, really we, like, really, it's crazy. We got the king of the rebrand. Did we have a queen? I was gonna say Remy Cardi B. I, I say Cardi B is a rebrand. She was a stripper turned superstar. Sure. Talk about a rebrand. What love and hip hop, love and hip hop yeah. stripper. She went from she went from love and hip hop to Grammy nominated. That's a pretty That's solid cool. rebrand. Five. I think uh, I think uh, J Cole needs to take a page out of Cardi's book and get his teeth fixed. Also, I think that would please, help change some please, things. Please, please call Young Thugs and Gucci Mane's dentist. Jesus they Christ, man! Okay, I, now I was I was writing down, or I was thinking about like who the the king of the rebrand was this year. I can't like, and and when you when when you say rebrand, you, you're going from like we. Thought just, one, we thought one way about somebody and then something happened and then we completely changed the way we felt about them. That is that the I, idea you were getting behind with well, the rebrand? Well, when I think rebrand, I think like establishing relevancy in a new light or a new way. So okay, Joe well, Budden went from like pump it up to like like media Joe. Uh Remy Ma went from like into media like not necessarily that you have to leave music to do other things um because i'm trying to think of an artist who's probably did a re like a rebrand lately uh kodak black is trying to do a rebrand yeah kodak black like that's a rebrand like he's okay well the the one the person that i picked for the rebrand of 2018 is mac miller I feel like we felt the way about Mac Miller before he died. And, and after we he died, are sucking him off now. After <laughs> he died, I, there's a lot. And I'm one of them. I'm one of these. I'm a new Mac Miller fan. I'm like, I'm preaching the gospel of Mac Miller. I wasn't doing this way, doing that before. But Mac Miller, you're great at what you do. But had you not have died, a lot of people wouldn't be listening to your music. Your music would not or have gone number have one. Grammy, no. You would not Damn, be Grammy. Damn, that's how y'all feel. It's not, it, to the dead, it's, man. It's, we gotta it's, tell it's, the it's, truth on this. It's time. not. It, I'm not trying to be shady. I'm, shady. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because, like I said, I like Mac Miller's music. I went back and listened to it. But the fact of the matter is, had he not have died, I might not have listened to Swimming this year. The fact that he <laughs> died. The fact that he died made me go back and listen to it because, like, because. Like I said, I've said this before on multiple podcasts. I've yet to see a negative thing said about Mac Miller, like ever. And that never happens. Everybody has something negative to say. I've yet to see anybody say anything about Mac Miller. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to throw shade at the young man. Rest in peace. He had an addiction. That's that's a real issue in this country and, and across the world. I get that. But the way I felt about Mac Miller before he died and the way I feel about him after... 
I feel like a lot of people are in the, the boat that I am in. A lot of people maybe knew of Mac Miller. They kind of, you know, he's he's all right. Now, like, I know of Mac Miller. He's probably fine, whatever, dope, whatever. He dies. A lot of people go back and they're just like, all right, I love this guy. Let's pump him up. Let's embrace his music. Let's get his stuff to number one. Now he's Grammy nominated. Let's, I mean, let's keep it a buck. Do we honestly think well, that he would have so been true. Grammy nominated had he not died? No. A lot of people, when swimming, like when swimming came out, you can ask, and I, I'm not one of these people, but if you ask Mac Miller fans, when swimming came out, there were a lot of negative people saying, we don't want swimming. This is not what we want because it was the same day that Astro World came out and everybody was bigging up mm-hmm. Astro World saying, get this Mac Miller out of here. Mm-hmm. He dies, and now all of a sudden, niggas, niggas love swimming. Niggas is Michael Phelps out here. <laughs> and it's not, it, it's not, it, and like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I'm one of those people. I am I am listening to his music. I'm going back and listening to his old stuff. I like swimming. I think swimming is a great album, but let's keep it a buck. This was a yeah, big, if he was the biggest if he rebrand. This yeah. is a good rebrand for him. <laughs> that, that's that's right. How do you rebrand in death? Like that's the crazy saying, thing. It's like how I'm do you how it, do you rebrand in death? Nigga, a lot of people rebrand in death. Like crazy. a lot of we, a lot of times we, when these people die, you forget everything they did. Like, yeah, we, nah, we, we, we change the way we <laughs> think about. We we change the way we view people when they're dead, negative or positive. Right. So. so who who gets the honor of being, I guess, the rookie of the year this year? Mm. I LMA. Nine, but I don't know if that works. I'm giving it to LMA. Either LMA or her. Bro. I put I put Cardi B because her debut album came out this year. Okay, I guess. I mean that's, I that's like easy. That's easy. Last but... year. Yeah, that's easy. But I was saying, I gave a rookie last year. Yeah. I, I said six and nine because that like we uh. knew six and nine was last year, but. <laughs> Every day, like every day, it was something with six nine. Like he did, he did, he did not let you go. And it, it's so sad that he got locked up before the album dropped because it's like his antics were setting you up for this album. Yeah. And I feel like had he been out, like to promote it to do what he wanted to do, Dummy Boy would be doing like crazy, 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 did crazy. It, did it? Did it do well on the charts? I, I didn't really look um, at that. I, you know, acting really saying I didn't do anything. I'm gonna. Yeah, because I, I I didn't recall seeing I didn't see. Much well, I heard that it. it was supposed to have replaced oh. Travis Scott, like maybe a few weeks ago. Like I think he was supposed to have gotten in the number one spot, but they fucked up. So like it, the, oh, the company yeah. who it went number who did two, the numbers though. for Billboard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, so. that's that's really good. That's good. Like that's a win. That's a win for him. Like to have an album go number two with no well, it had a lot of promotion, but like. He was in jail when it came out, and he's still in jail. And it went number two. That's... Well, Dummy Boy sold uh, sixty five thousand, almost sixty six thousand uh, album units, um, ten thousand in pure album sales, and a streaming count of seventy three million. So, Dummy Boy mm-hmm. did some. D- Dummy Boy did dumb numbers. Shout out to him. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, so- I give him that. I, I think that's that's a that's a solid rookie. I, I, I'd give him that. Yeah. I, I you could probably make a case for maybe maybe uh Jid. You could maybe make a case for him. He didn't he didn't he didn't win. He didn't win, but he's like he's you know, nominated. He could be Yeah, nominated. he like he like came in he came in fourth place, but you feel like he's gonna have the better career. Yeah. Like longevity wise, he's gonna he's gonna do really well. Uh 
I I did not write this down, but just sitting here thinking about it, nomination, maybe not winner, but nomination could go to City Girls for Rookies, too, as a group. This is the first female group we've had since when? I'm trying to think. I don't want to misspeak, but I'm really thinking Salt and Pepper is the last time we've seen, like, a rap female rap um, duo, a female rap duo. Okay, yeah, I was I was thinking of uh, Crime Mob, but they had other guys. No, Crime Mob was a, a huge group. I mean, they yeah. had a duo in there, but yeah, Just so I two. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think they're. I think they are the last one. So to me, that's pretty huge, and they stay in the news too, whether it's you know good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, got to get those clicks somehow. But what are we looking at or what do we expect for 2019 music? Are there any albums or any artists that you're expecting to drop? Like, what what's on our, our, our wish list for 2019 as far as music? Um, The album that, that I know for sure is coming out is a uh, Schoolboy Q project. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Uh, oh. album, albums that don't have... Oh well, uh, Kanye West—that's one that um, I don't know what's going on with that. But it's gonna be interesting to, to with all these changes this man is going through. Yeah, it just everything is changing. So who who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, albums yeah. that don't have like a, a specific release date, but people that I'm hoping to drop music in 2019. Obviously Beyonce, obviously Kendrick Lamar, and. Run the Jewels. I feel like they, they didn't drop anything this year. They've been dropping albums every year for like the last three years, and they didn't do it this year. So Run the Jewels 4. Kind of curious to see what happens with that. Okay. Um, Summertime, what you got? I'm going to say Rick Ross. Um, oh, yes. I'm super freaking ready to hear his next project. Like, mm-hmm. I need that. Especially after hearing the guest feature on Meek's album. I'm like, I need that. I need that album. So. And that, that probably was his beat, too. That's what I know. I know right. Was, yeah. I know right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So yeah, that's what I got. Um, for me, you know, of course, I'm always riding for the ladies. So I definitely know. Um, even with them teasing money, Cardi B's gonna drop her sophomore album. So interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't say that. Interested to hear the approach because you know with this first one, there was a lot of tester things. You know, a lot of pop poppy records. And then, you know, Money being such an urban record, I'm like, I don't know, are they going to give us an urban album or are we going to try to do half and half? So um, that'll be interesting. Um, Hopefully this Offset album, you know, that was supposed to be here like two weeks ago. Um, Of course, Rick Ross. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a host of random droppings. Like with this new streaming era, we're going to get overwhelmed in 2019. But I think we had a... We had a we had a dope 2018. I thought 2018 was gonna be quiet because 2017 was so strong, but I think we're on that upward peak where we're just gonna get a large quantity of music. But once we sift through it, it's gonna be a lot of good music that sticks yeah. and and moves forward um, for years to come. So. Yeah, uh, Childish Gambino, like the fuck are you doing, man? You put out three really good songs, and you will not put out an album. Why? 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 Uh, wait, it's made in. I mean, made in America. Uh, this is America. Are you trying to say that is a good song? I like that song. Yeah, I like Made in America. I like those two, the the summertime mix or whatever he put out. I like those songs. Give me an album, please. I would. I'd appreciate that. That's real. 
Yes, sir. I could definitely use the album from Childish Gambino. I thought it was going to get one, but... Um, I hope Childish puts the album out and keeps This Is America off the song. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That yeah. won't happen, but good luck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course he wants those streams, but I mean, if you just want to be authentic and true to yourself, don't do not do it. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I would definitely uh, agree with that 2018 was a really good year for music. Like, I'm looking at some of the like I, I try to keep a running list of uh, songs that I like off of the albums that came out in 2018. It's a lot of good stuff. So hopefully 2019 is just as good. Okay. So any shout outs before we get on out of here? Uh, I would just like to say to the uh, um, Mac Miller stance, no disrespect. Just to be clear, no disrespect to Mac Miller. None. <laughs> Oh, no, no disrespect yeah. to Mac. That was all shade. <laughs> I'm gonna say shout out to 21, 21, 21. His album is fire. I'm loving. I am. I is better than I was. So I'm fucking with it. Shout out to 21 Savage and his team, his people. Well, uh, for me, shout out, of course, to the Ox DJ. Um, shout out to everybody that's. You know, been supporting randomly. I don't, I had a couple viral tweets go off past two days, and so I just dropped the Ox DJ under it to get some traction. But a lot of people have been reaching out, so just excited light for work. some light work, light work for hey, the micro influencer, micro light influencer work. all 2019. You know, what I'm saying, got my first DM today that wanted to pay me to post some content. So who hey. knows? You know. I may be one of those bloggers that hypes up some artists <laughs> that I don't believe in because the check's good. So, I mean, um, there's a check clear. There's a check clear. I'm, not gonna, I, I'm saying, like, I, I, I get check. checks for checks right now. Like, we, we cash up in money right now. That's, like, that's how we're doing it. 20, I, get, I, get, I get 10 retweets and I start acting funny. I'm like, nigga, don't talk to me. I got 10. Hey, you get, a, you get a couple You get a couple thousand. <laughs> you know, you got to look. I got to the point now, a, a tweet take off, be like a thousand retweets. I'm like, meet the conversation. I don't even know what shit be going on until like I'll see somebody else retweet me on my own timeline. Word. I'm like, oh shit, like that tweet really took off. Like, so. Light work. <laughs> you know, micro influencer in here, you know, 2019, we're doing it big. But um, shout out to you all for listening to us. We're going to try to push out another episode before the end of the year. But if we don't, have a great end of 2018. Turn up. Happy holidays. Because we can't I think saying Merry Christmas is like not politically correct anymore. So, fuck um, that. Merry Christmas, happy, people. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you do on, on that day or that week. Shout out to you. I hope you get whatever gift you're looking for. Cy, um, is there anything on your Christmas list? A, a ring? Sorry, table. Uh, a ring, too. Yeah, hell yeah, a ring. Um, a ring. I'm not okay. I'm trying to be a DJ, so who wants to give me a used turntable? I'm with that shit, too. Okay. <laughs> That's love. Okay, I, I'm going to pray over the ring. I, I have a, my guts telling me right now that you know, time's <laughs> going to get a Christmas ring and gave oh, a ring from the booth. So, shit. Um, Hopefully the, All right. hopefully the first episode of 2019 will start off with Kelly Price's He Proposed as I uh, uh, all 2019 okay the minute uh, Marcus have you finished Christmas shopping for the kids like what's what's going on oh yeah oh yeah that's been done we've been done uh, that get that out of the way early because I forget I forgot last year shout out to Amazon Prime mm, clutch 
Clutch. Um, well, shout out to all of my family that has not got their gifts or anything yet because I haven't bought them. Going to go shopping tomorrow. I'm that person. Um, yeah. Trash. So, I am a trash individual. Uh, most I've already looked. The joke was I made a list of like all the people I had to get stuff for. I'm shopping online at work today, and my cart is like full of stuff that I'm going to get myself for Christmas. So I'm a horrible person. And shout out to the clan shrek. Cause a lot of y'all gifts are coming from family, friends that are listening to this podcast. So uh, once again, thank you guys for listening, and we out. So we're like, change the subject. I'm gonna walk out. <laughs> <laughs>